Welcome to the Skift Podcast, weekly conversations on global travel trend lines. They may not know his name, but millions of people know the product that Steve Koffer is responsible for. He's CEO and co-founder of TripAdvisor, which gets 350 million average monthly unique visitors and is home to 385 million reviews. And the site goes beyond just reviews. TripAdvisor fully rolled out instant booking earlier this year and has been branching out into restaurant reservations and tours and activities with acquisitions over the past couple of years. Steve spoke recently at the Skiff Global Forum and joined us backstage in the Skiff Take studio to talk about the threat of competition, the changing ways consumers are using the site, and what is still left to review. He spoke to me, editor and podcast host, Hannah Sampson. And let me just note that this conversation sometimes reflects the bustle and noise that goes on behind the scenes at a big event. This mini episode is one of several conversations we're bringing you from backstage at the Skift Global Forum. The Skift Take Studio series is presented by MasterCard, a payments technology company that is enabling loyalty, security, and data solutions for the global travel industry. My first question after after listening to some people come up to the mic and ask you questions in your session, does everyone introduce themselves to you if they're in travel and tell them tell you their TripAdvisor ranking for whatever hotel <laughs> or attraction or whatever they represent? Does, ev- does everyone tell me their TripAdvisor ranking? Uh, no, but uh, people are generally really, really proud of that ranking, uh, hoteliers especially. Uh, as you know, we know it, it drives decent business if, if they appear higher. Um, wh- what do you think is unreviewed that should be? Um, what what ground is left to cover for TripAdvisor? Is there anything still? Oh, sure. I mean, when you think about uh, all the different things that make up a great trip, there's still a bunch left to be reviewed. We don't do you know multi-day tours yet. Yet, because it is something that people love to travel, and whether that's by a single provider, by a company that's been doing it for 20 years, or by a new entrant into the field with a unique aspect, that would be wonderful. Uh, And you want it reviewed. How about an audio guide for a museum? Let's say I want to go to, uh, uh, to the Met and I want to wander around by myself, but I'd love to listen to an audio guide that the museum provides or maybe that I download from TripAdvisor or some other site. How do I know which ones are any good? The one that's great for the uh, for the expert in Dutch masters might not be awesome for me because I'm not an expert in that. So there's going to be a variation of different types. And if there's a variation that I'd like to review it or rate it to understand which one I want. And that's all part of the travel experience. That's how to have a great time when you're there. So there's a lot of niche areas that uh, are still ripe for the picking. It's kind of what question am I going to ask when I'm a traveler? Imagine I walk into a restaurant. One of the things you want to know is, and you often ask the waiter or waitress, hey, what's good here? What are the favorite dishes? Now, is the waiter or waitress sharing what they love, what their tables love, what the chef tells them you should really use? But 
they're actually not summarizing the TripAdvisor reviews on that restaurant. You go to TripAdvisor and find out, and we want to be able to deliver a push notification to you when you sit down saying other travelers are raving about whatever it might be. Mm. So, well, all, all potential. What are some of the ideas that you have for some of your recent acquisitions? Um, and I'm interested to name House Trip and City Maps as two, but how do you foresee using those and integrating them into what you already offer? Sure. So uh, House Trip as an acquisition or City Maps actually give you an idea of the range because two very different reasons. House Trip, they had a bunch of uh, apartments and homes and cities that could rent. Uh, they didn't have enough traffic on their own site, but listing those properties on TripAdvisor gives those owners some more travelers, makes the owner happy, helps TripAdvisor, helps the travelers on our site find what they're looking for, a nice win, win all around. City maps, wow, you know, mapping is really important in how a user experiences a destination. Is the mapping... Uh, capabilities that we get from our current map providers going to suit us well into the future? Well, right now, we can't do things that we want on maps because we don't own the technology later. Now we do. Now we have the opportunity to deliver a better experience to travelers over time using the mapping technology in the company that we bought. Do you ever think to yourself, what, what has TripAdvisor wrought? Like, are, have we created a, a new generation of travelers who are just, like, hyper hypercritical, always with an eye out for what they're going to say in their TripAdvisor rating? And, and if that behavior has been conditioned because um, TripAdvisor is so prevalent, is that, is that completely a good thing? So I, the question, has TripAdvisor created... Uh, generation or a set of folks that are hypercritical, always thinking about what they want to say in their review, and is that a good thing? I don't think so. I, I just don't think there's a lot of people that uh, are using TripAdvisor that way or even think about TripAdvisor that way. The average review score on TripAdvisor is over four on a five-point scale. So people like what they have. We think TripAdvisor is a phenomenal way to set the right expectations for a trip. Look, whether it's a boutique restaurant or a fancy one with a chef, a named chef, whether it's a small bed and breakfast or a high-rise hotel, those appeal to different types of individuals. And if they go in with the expectations based upon these TripAdvisor reviews and photos and tips – so that they know what they're getting, they're going to be happier. They're not actually looking for reasons to complain, right? People are on vacation. They want to have a great time. And that's why so many of the reviews point out, my God, the service from person A, B, and C was stellar. I couldn't have enjoyed my helicopter ride anymore. Awesome views. Raving because they did a little research. They found something they wanted. Then they did the something they wanted. That's the way the system works. And if you think about it, it's maybe trained people to have higher expectations of what they can expect on their vacations, which TripAdvisor then helps deliver. That's a great thing. People have, people have a better time. 
Are you seeing the way that consumers use TripAdvisor change, or have you seen that change over the last few years? Uh, yes. I mean, we've seen a tremendous growth in TripAdvisor being used when you are in destination, not just as a planning tool, but as uh, I land and, hey, I got a notification saying, welcome to New York from TripAdvisor. And explore things to do. I'm like, oh, yeah, click. And now we've got more things to do. And so much more active than like I'm going to search for something. It's like, oh, this is actually coming to me. It, it takes a long, long time to change consumer behavior. So if you are a planner and you want an itinerary and you want all the things you're going to do on the trip, you're already using TripAdvisor for that. There really isn't much of a few other sites can help you the way TripAdvisor can. That's great. Lots of people, though, arrive and say, hey, I'm going to explore. I'm going to go around. What should I do? I'm going to ask the hotel, maybe. And now they're opening up TripAdvisor and saying, what's around me that looks fun? They're still playing. They're not the big planner, but they don't want to waste their time. So they're looking for those great recommendations that TripAdvisor is darn good at providing. Are consumers getting more accustomed to booking within TripAdvisor. You know, you introduced that. Um, maybe they weren't so used to it at first because they did their research there and then they went somewhere else to book. How how are they adjusting to that option? So the, the great thing about the instant book is that we quickly learned that consumers didn't have any objections. Now, we had surveyed, we had asked, but you can't really tell that until you put it live. Would people trust us as a booking site? Would people feel that the content was biased if we were a booking site? And we definitively answered, yes, they trust us. No, we're not biased. So that power of the trust people had in our site carried over to anything else we did, like booking the hotel. So now it's a question of, yeah, people are booking. They're coming back and they're repeating the booking. And now is our booking flow as great as it can be? It starts with price. You know, availability. Do we have the room? If we do have the room, is it a price that's better or worse or the same as what they're seeing on our site? If we have a price that's worse than what someone sees on the site, we don't deserve the booking, which is why we have our meta product, the link, and you click off somewhere else. We're getting better and better and better at that so that with more and more partners in our store, we're able to deliver at least as good a price as anywhere else. So that drives more repeat usage, more comfort, uh, and, you know, the, the brand strength has carried through to the booking side. We're, we're, we're very pleased with that. Are you looking over your shoulder? Um, is there anyone who's threatening to become, like, the new leader in review sites online? Is Google kind of going to be your big competition? I don't really view it as kind of the leader in review sites. It's all about kind of what people use TripAdvisor for. And, you know, you have a lot of people that use excellent sites for booking a hotel. Marriott has a great site. You book the hotel there. Wyndham, awesome site. You book the hotel there. That's just what they do. Expedia, you book any hotel. Booking, you book any hotel. Wonderful. And they are very good booking engines for hotels. TripAdvisor is way more than that. We're not a review site. We're not a hotel booking site. We're not a restaurant site. We're not an attraction site. We're not a tour and activity site. We're not a social site. 
where all of that with community tossed in, we're a travel site. We're helping you plan, book, and have that perfect trip throughout. Okay, who could do that? Well, our, our friends, the online travel agencies, can expand. They're talking to the traveler just as we are. Google can do anything Google wants. Other sites can expand as well. It's really hard to build up a community of travelers and a brand that travelers trust to do more than a transaction. And we've done that, I think, very successfully over the years in most countries in the world. Uh, so yes, other sites can copy some of our functionality. You can't, at least you can't legally copy <laughs> 350 million reviews and opinions. So, you know, we have uh, some core assets that, that would be very difficult to replicate. We, we talk at Skift all the time about defining the future of travel. When you think about the future of TripAdvisor, um, what does that hold in store? It, it's delivering more. It sounds so corny. How do I think <laughs> about the future of travel? I think about delivering more uh, enjoyment of the planned book and have the trip. And there's still so much friction at every stage. There's still so many missed opportunities to delight a traveler when they're in destination. So when we think about how we think of it in terms of how do we enable more travelers to fall in love with what TripAdvisor has helped them with. And it's kind of n no shortage of things that we can help with because there's still a lot of uh, friction, a lot of difficulty, a lot of challenge. There's paradox of choice in planning. There's actually way too many awesome things to do in most places. So filtering the best for you as an individual to the top so that you can have you can maximize your time there. Those are all wonderful challenges, wonderful opportunities to improve the future of travel. And if anyone else can help make the airlines fly on time, I'd be happy. You know, so we're not tackling everything, uh, but certainly the, the, the high information content piece, decision-making, the personalization, that's where we feel we can add a lot of value. Very good. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. And that was TripAdvisor CEO Steve Koffer. If you like what you hear from this Gift Global Forum 2016 in New York City, there's more coming. We're holding our first ever Gift Global Forum Europe on April 4th in London. Find out about this and other events at forum.skift.com. This show was produced by Ben Glowey, who can be found on Twitter at visible underscore sound. Assistant editor Sarah Enlow provided additional support. To subscribe to this podcast, search for Skift on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you find your podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave a rating and a comment to help other listeners find us. Past episodes and a link to subscribe are online at podcast.skift.com. And this has been the Skift Podcast. Thanks for listening.